Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name is Rick Samprin. The Tiger Cats slammed the brakes on a two-game losing skid by blitzing the BC Lions 40-10. to And fans, including Antonio, on the fifth quarter celebrated as they only know how. This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin, and it's back to celebration mode for Ticats fans. After a blistering display this afternoon, the Ticats embarrassing the BC Lions 40-10, to a game that was pretty much over in the first quarter. Ticats back to 500. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They will certainly enjoy the bye week. They get some revenge on the BC Lions as well after a wild overtime loss at BC Play Stadium last week. Ticats next will face off against all division opponents at Toronto, then a back-to-back against the Red Blacks, and then they will finish off the regular season against Montreal. Huge win today. A number of key players stood up. And the better team, clearly the better team, won this afternoon, hands down. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. Call in, talk about the game, what you liked, what you didn't like, if there was something Vote for your player of the game. We will anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night when all is said and done. You can email me your thoughts, rick at 900chml.com and on Twitter at Rick Samprin at am900chml. We are also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Tune in there. You can also comment. We will read your comments during the show. If you haven't already, but I'm sure you have, be sure to subscribe to the fifth quarter podcast. Uh, Download it at your favorite app store or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Our fifth quarter trivia challenge question is, and again, we don't have prizes. This is pure bragging rights here on the fifth quarter. This one is a a little bit of an obscure, obscure question. Including last week's game, the Ticats and Lions have played three overtime games against each other since the OT rule was established in 1986, or at least the current OT rule that we have. Of those three overtime games, how many has Hamilton won? Is it zero, one, two, or all three? I think you know which one is not correct. Call us up at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Again, the email, rick at 900chml.com. Tweet us, use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at am900chml. Tweet coming in from Jim, who says, uh, Old time steel town defense. Great depth with three players out this week. Player of the game, June Jones, for not making any silly decisions. And then in brackets, he writes, although he left Masolian way too long. I agree with that. It's 40-3 to three after 3. Why is Masoli still in the game? I don't know. Bruce on Twitter says, a great win by all today. Special defense and offensive teams. Player of the game, Banks. Hashtag fifth quarter. Hashtag CHML. Hashtag Ticats. Hashtag Oski Wee And how about Paul Osbaldiston? Ozzy getting it done doing the celebratory Oski Wee Wee before the game today. Before we go to the lines, and they are already jammed, let's get to one email. This one from Melanie, who says, Defense on point, except they need to clamp down on the number of penalties, though, moving forward. Glad Evans came into the game to get some experience. Unamba, player of the game, because he got the first pick six, which seemed to be a big motivator for the team. Go Cats go. Ottawa home and home becoming seemingly quite important. That email from Melanie. And yes, that home-and-home home series in uh, the middle to late uh, of next month is absolutely huge. Don Unoma, by the way, five defensive tackles and an interception return for a touchdown that made it 13 to nothing early on in this ballgame, and it was over. There are some tweets and there are some emails I'm going to get to regarding the logo dance. And uh, I'm going to give my thoughts on this, and you can agree or disagree. 
if you haven't seen it or you didn't hear about it, in uh, walkthrough, during walkthrough for the BC Lions uh, the other day, they filmed a video, someone filmed a video of the players dancing on the Tiger Cats logo at center field at, at Tim Hortons Field. And uh, that, I wouldn't necessarily say went viral, but it certainly caught the attention of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and that was bulletin board material. So much so that Brandon Banks tweeted uh, a bunch of those bulletin board uh, pins. And uh, basically, he was jacked in his return to the field, and even more so because of this video. Whether that was the deciding factor or that pushed the Ticats to this 40-10 to 10 victory, I think there was something to it, yes. You don't dance on another team's logo during a walkthrough. However, however innocent you may think it was, or they thought it was, you just can't do that. You just can't. They should have known better. They should have known better not to video it and then send out a tweet. Huge mistake. I don't think it was the sole reason why the Ticats won today, but I think that motivation factor, you give a team bulletin board material, you give a team that extra oomph, especially after what happened last week in BC, that wasn't a smart move by the BC Lions. They should know better. All right, let's go to the phones. Dave is our first caller of the day. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hey, Rick, how's it going? I'm fantastic. How about you? I'm sure you know already. Um, I'm going to start it out with, you know, Everybody's mad at June Jones's decision last week, including myself. I think it was ridiculous. But there is no doubt that since June Jones took over as coach of this team, there's two decisions he made. Number one, Jeremiah Mazzoli. Number two, who is in my estimation should be the East Outstanding Player of the Year and probably the CFL Outstanding Player of the Year, and that's Brandon Banks as a starting wide receiver. All those years under Ken Austin, they never utilized this guy. I even remember calling into your show saying, you know, why don't they use this guy besides punt and kick return? He, in my mind, is the best player in the CFL. There's no one better. Do you agree? <sighs> I would say he is the best receiver in the CFL, but I'm uh, that's comparing apples to apples. The best player Hmm, that's debatable. I, I still am, I, I I'm, st- I'm still a huge you know? fan, a huge fan of Mike Riley. Agreed. But you know what? The Ticats are 2-0 versus the Eskimos this year. Good point. Yeah, good point. You know, I, I, I just see the way Banks performs. Like, he made a catch tonight where he went four yards backwards to run around people to get the first down. There's not many people with the balls to do that. Well, and he's a versatile guy too. He can he can catch the deep ball, the intermediate, the short pass, play special teams. He's he's a talent. He's incredible. Anyhow, that's that's my thoughts. You know, and 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 um, you know, there's Bo Levi and and Riley, of course, and I'm sure there's a debate there. But I, I it's going to be a very tough decision between Mazzoli and Banks for the East Player of the Year this year. That's in my mind. You know, they have two games when Banks is out; they're on two. He comes back, they win forty to ten. It, it's 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 not rocket science. Yeah, you know no, I mean? that, that's not a coincidence. So is he your player of the game? Actually, no, he isn't. But I'm going to talk about something first. The BC Lions dancing on the logo in the middle of the field. Listen, this is a team that last week got handed the game by June Jones, and then they go out and do that. I am so happy the Ticats just lambasted them tonight and showed them you do not do that in the hammer. I agree. I don't. As I said off the top, I don't think it was the be all and end all to the game, but I think it provided the Tie Cats with a with a extra motivation. You don't. You, don't, you just yep. you just don't do that. Anyhow, my player of the game is John White because he came out right away and told the BC Lions, "Do you have the best defensive line?" Oh yeah. Well, watch this. And ever since that first drive, when John White ran all over them, the game was over. Yeah, he set the tone. He ended up, I think it was 10 carries, 180, or 15 carries for 108 yards. Uh, he had 80 yards, I think, on the first drive. Or, or no, pardon me, the first I two drives. 50 something 54 it was in the first drive or something like that. Yeah, he was great today. So, you know what, that's my player of the game because, you know what, if, if that first drive doesn't go the way it is, I don't think the, the game ends up this way. 
I think they set the tone in the first drive, and then the president, Don Nuamba, with the pick six. You know what? As a Sam linebacker, we've been looking one since Knowlton. You know, Don Nuamba has just – he has been the guy this year. Yeah, he's played well. Dave, appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. Cheers, buddy. Have a good one. You too, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email me your thoughts on today's football game, rick at 900chml.com. Send us a tweet at Rick Samprin or at am900chml. Give us a follow as well. Uh, you can also send us a note on CHML's Facebook page. We're broadcasting live as we speak. Ari has sent in a message saying, don't dance on our logo. Great game from all phases of our game. And we won big with very little offense. Player of the game, the Hamilton Tiger Cat defense and Jerry Glanville who's the defensive coordinator we need to go after and sign Terrell Singfield Evans should have played the entire fourth quarter need more reps I, I I still don't understand why Dane Evans did not start the fourth quarter the game's at hand it's 40 to 3 BC has looked terrible uh, and a, a huge part about that is the Tiger Cats defense which is my player of the game this is the first time I think in the history of doing the fifth quarter that I've picked a a unit as opposed to one team. This defense was stifling. BC had no answer for the Tiger Cats' D today, whether it was Unamba, Cariel Brooks with uh, an interception that led to a field goal, Mike Daly with a big pick six, six sacks today. Uh, BC could not run. BC could not pass. BC could not do anything. And this Tiger Cats' defense not only set the tone from the start, they dominated from the start. Joe on Twitter writes, uh, why didn't we punt for the one point at the end? Ha! What a huge turnaround. Glad we showed up. Glad we protected our logo. And glad we won. Player of the game, our defense. Let's keep this rolling. Take care, Rick. Back to email this one from Angelo. Look out. The Tiger Cats are back. So the Lions came to the jungle and the Tiger Cats ate them up. That was total disrespect. Dancing on her logo at center field. I can't believe Wally Buono allowed that to happen. Talk about giving motivation to your opponents. Our guys came to work today in all three categories of the game. Total domination by the black and gold. So we got the Argos and the Red Blacks home and away, followed by the Owls. Looks like first place is a reality. A playoff game in the hammer. Can't wait. Rest up, boys. Let's do it again in Toronto. Player of the game, Johnny White. John White getting some love. He was very good today, especially in that first half when they set the tone. They dominated the clock, although BC actually won the time of possession today. It was pretty close. Uh, 31-54 for the Lions. Hamilton, 28-06. Let's go back to the phones. And uh, Dave, part two. This is a different Dave. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hey, Rick. Good to uh, talk to you in uh, better circumstances after the last two weeks. Yeah, very much different from last week, that's for sure. So I'm so happy tonight. I'm going to first give a shout-out to one of my all-time favorite uh, fifth-quarter guys, Antonio in Stony Creek. Love Antonio when he used to call in. Uh, hope to hear from him uh, again this season. Yeah, we only had him on one so far, and I'm sure if he's listening, maybe we'll urge him to call in. He's always uh, a great guest. Absolutely. I, I'm happy for, and I said it two weeks ago, the Hamilton fans deserve better, and I'm so happy for the diehard bleed black and gold fans that they got treated to a a good old-fashioned um, butt-kicking down in our stadium. Um, I'd also say uh, very disrespectful of BC Lions to dance on the uh, logo, and they're lucky it was just the Tiger Cats that took care of business because the gritty, hard-nosed people of this city would have did much worse to them. I can guarantee you that. You're, you're probably right. Um, I, I do say, um, thank God there was no um, hard hard decision-making for June Jones this week. But uh got to give him credit, like one of your all, earlier callers said. I will give him that. Um, as soon as he took over from Ken Austin... The first thing he did was insert Masoli, which at the time I was still a big believer of Zach Caleros. Uh, obviously, um, his eye for the quarterback talent there was uh, bang on, so I'll give him credit there. And absolutely, he wanted to utilize Banks, and I agree, Banks should at least be in the conversation, at least the East nominee, because you got uh, Bo Levi Mitchell out west and Riley are both fantastic. 
But in the East, I mean, it, it, it either has to be Masoli or Banks for the East nominee so far, if you look at the, at the East division. So I'm happy for those guys, and I'll give June the credit there where credit's due. Um, I'm hoping we can find another receiver um, in free agency before this playoff run, especially while we're on the bye week. you got Dontrell Inman. They got cut after five years in the NFL available. you got Terrell Sinkfield still available, and you got uh, Quincy McDuffie. There's three guys right there. So hopefully they bring one of those guys in to replace Saunders. I don't think we're getting the production out of um, Rashad Lawrence that we would have got out of Saunders. Uh, I hope Tolliver's okay. Yeah, the the only thing I'll say to the receiver, uh, the, the guys that you mentioned, and they're all quality uh, individuals and players, is yeah. that you have... Uh, a team that has already brought in Chad Owens. They've already brought in Markway McDaniel. They're now starting two quarterbacks, or at least dressing two quarterbacks instead of three because of salary cap issues. I really don't see this team, unless something really goes sour, uh, going after other free agent receivers because they already have those guys on the practice roster. And I do agree with you, but I watched uh, every day I go on the uh, tirecats.ca and listen to the, um, the media scrums after every practice. And somebody asked June Jones about that yesterday on Friday Scrum. And he said that they were trying to save money. And then somebody from the media Scrum, one of the media guys, asked, is that about replacing the receivers? And he said yes. And then he mentioned October 1st. Because, uh, of course, you know, guys on the practice roster, that doesn't go against the cap. Right. Fairly inexpensive. So I'm hoping that they're going to bring in one of those big, big go-to guys to fully replace um, – Saunders and Williams. Saunders and Williams to give us, you know, the big three with Tasker and Banks. I'm going to do it a little bit different tonight. I'd like to go uh, three-star. My uh, third star would be uh, John White. My second star would be uh, Glanville's gang, the defense, who always, always play tough and are gritty. And uh, hats off to the uh, guy with the, uh, the mirrored shades. But uh, definitely my first star player of the game would absolutely have to be uh, Brandon Banks. Uh, you can see the he makes such a difference with our offense. So uh, overall, I'm happy. I'm happy for you. I love calling the fifth quarter. And I'm happy for the fans of Hamilton. And I'm surely happy for Antonio out in Stony Creek. So I hope he's well. I hope he's healthy. I hope he hears this and he calls in. Sounds good. Thanks for the call, Dave. Yeah, have a great weekend, Rick. You too. Thanks for calling. Bye. Uh, Three-star selection. I like it. Uh, Right now, Brandon Banks and uh, John White tied for the lead. Banks, by the way, nine catches, 79 receiving yards, a couple of touchdowns as well. And this is a guy who's coming off a groin injury. Did not not look out of place at all. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we have another Dave on the line, if you can believe it, as well as Manny, a host of emails and tweets to get to, some stats to lay on you folks. Also look at the updated standings. And uh, first and second in the East, oh so close. Not so much in the West, although there is a massive battle for second, third, and fourth. And, of course, that coveted crossover playoff spot. You're listening to the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. My name's Rick Samper, and this is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. You're watching on CHML's Facebook page as well. Hello to all our fans and friends tuning in on that social media platform. We are uh, all over, not only on the air, but on your Radio Player Canada app as well, online at 900CHML.com and on your good old-fashioned radio as well. Call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cellular device. Email me your thoughts on today's football game, rick at 900CHML.com. Dot com and on Twitter at AM900CHML at Rick Samprin. If you're driving home from the game, be sure when you get home or a safe place, download the Fifth Quarter Podcast at your favorite uh, podcast store or app store. Uh, we're voting for a player of the game, and it is a heated battle between Brandon Banks, the Ticats defense, and John White after Hamilton destroyed the BC Lions today, 40 to 10. It was 20 to nothing after the first quarter, 30 to three after two. 40 to 3 after 3 quarters and a final 40 to 10 
Wow. Our fifth quarter trivia challenge question today, including last week's game, the Ticats and Lions have played three overtime games against each other since the new OT format was established in 1986. Of those three OT games, how many has Hamilton won? Is it zero, one, two, or three? We know which answer is incorrect if you remember what happened last week. Email from Alan. Uh, hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. All I can say is when a team dances on a logo, and in a way, it's kind of disrespectful, the opposing team is going to have a chip on their shoulder. Tiger Cats made a statement, and this game was over by halftime. We played well on all fronts. We weren't able to score in the second half, and BC's defense kept it tight, but our defense kept them out of it all day. Net yards, first downs, time of possession, we beat them on all fronts. Now the Cats are 7-7. Seven and seven. We have Toronto, Ottawa, Ottawa, and Montreal. Beating Toronto will pretty much eliminate Toronto from getting to second place. The back-to-back Ottawa games are huge and will decide who gets first place in the east hopefully we can get some guys healthy in the bye week my prediction we beat toronto and montreal and the home game against ottawa so 10 and 8 for the season and clinch second and see who the crossover team is which could end up being bc player of the game the whole defense they kept them to nine points actually kept them to 10 points that email from Alan, back to the phones we go. And uh, the third Dave, we had Dave, Dave, and now Dave. Is this a, an episode of New Heart? No, it's Dave on the fifth quarter. Dave, go ahead. How you doing, Rick? I'm fantastic. How about you? Uh, very good. Yeah, you know what? To be honest with you, I saw it coming. Uh, when they uh, got, were lucky to win last week and they did that to our logo, I just saw it coming. I knew these guys were going to just come out on fire and they didn't disappoint me at all. How all big right. of an impact do you think the logo dancing thing was? Well, I can tell you when I played hockey, we were down in Windsor watching a team that we had to play next, and uh, they saw us there, and the captain, after they demolished this one team, the captain of the team pointed his finger up at us, and that was all the old motivation we needed. We beat them 7-2 the next time we had, when we had to play the following week. So he was basically saying, hey, you guys are next. Yep. So I, I saw it coming. You know, you know, like I, you know, you agree, you know, like there's a lot of psychology in sports. And, uh, oh, without a doubt. I mean, yeah, that, that played a, I, I wouldn't say it was the definitive factor, but I, that certainly played a part. Motivation is everything. Motivation, the big mo, right? And uh, they came out on fire and it worked. You know, they could have come out on fire and maybe it wouldn't have worked. You never know, right? But it did happen to line up, and I'm not, I'm not surprised that they won this game. I knew that they were going to come out and uh, they could get to them really. I, I saw a blow coming. I actually said to my wife, this game might be over by halftime. And, uh, I'm not a great predictor or psychic. I just had a feeling, you know, we, once in a while we get these feelings. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you on the uh, defense being the player of the game, for sure. I was going to call in and I was going to say, say the same thing. Um, you got a, a banged-up defensive line that played actually really well. They got pressure. They got sacks. I mean, uh, it, was, it was quite great, and the, uh, the secondary played great. Uh, this is great. It's a great character uh, Great character win, builds on confidence. Uh, maybe they can get, you know, angry again for a couple more games. That would be great. Um, so we we are in good shape right now. I'm I'm, I'm very glad. But in the logo, I really appreciate what Brandon Banks said uh, in the in the post game show on TSN about um, you know defending the logo and it being the oldest professional sports logo in North America, which it is. Well, I wouldn't and say the, the logo is the oldest logo, and uh, I think he meant to say this is the oldest professional franchise in sports. Yes, in at North least America. in North America. Yes, and uh, well, either way you take it, it probably, maybe the logo wasn't there, but well, for, for it makes a good story. How yeah, about that? Yeah, we, we know we know what he meant. <laughs> we know what he meant for sure. So, who's your and, player of the game? Uh, oh, you you yeah, did defense. I'm, I'm going for the defense, and I'm very happy. And uh, well, let's go. I mean, it's it's been a great game, and uh, both lines actually played great. I mean, the offensive line played great too. And uh, BC's got a good defensive rush, so you got to give them credit. So with a team victory, as always, and uh, we had like some bright lights there today. And uh, very happy. Looking forward to next game. Hey, Dave, thanks for calling in. Thank you. Enjoy the weekend. Um, yeah, we, you know what? We, we, we rarely give love to the offensive line. And we only target those O-line guys when they have a bad game. It's, al- it's almost like the referees. If you don't notice them... They they officiated the game well, but it's when you notice the refs, it's always the negative. It's not that hey wow that ref made a great call. I mean once in a while. Same with the O line. Look at the O line today, and they kept 
Masoli and Evans relatively clean. John White ran the ball very well. The holes were there. That O-line played good. I, you know, tip of the cap to the O-line today. They rarely get kudos when it's deserved. Jim on Twitter tweets at Rick Samprin, Wow, that's more like it. Great to be on the right side of a blowout twice this year. Having Banks back was huge, but everyone stepped up today. I'm nominating the entire defense as player of the game. Love the hashtags. Hashtag fifth quarter and hashtag don't dance on the logo. That might just start trending. Another vote for the defense, which has taken the lead in our player of the game votes. Had another tweet from Steve. Love how not one tweet today from the Lions fans that were chirping yesterday. What a game. Oski Wee Wee. And Manny on Twitter, that's a statement game. Enjoy the bye week. East is there if we want it. Oski Wee Wee. East division is there. Ticats are 7-7. Seven and seven. Ottawa is 8-5. and five. They have a game in hand. They're on the bye week this week. The Owls and Argos are done. They're both 3-10. and ten. Let's face it, they are done. Out West, Calgary already clinching first again at 11-2. Saskatchewan's 8-5. Edmonton's 7-6. Winnipeg and BC now 6-7. Winnipeg, by virtue of the tiebreak over BC, now has the crossover playoff spot. And by the way, they lead Edmonton 3-0 uh, this evening. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Send us a comment on CHML's Facebook page as well. We are live and interactive on Facebook. Manny has called into the show. Hey, Manny. Hey, Rick. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? Good, buddy. Nice to talk to you again. It's been a few weeks. I just want to mention a couple of things. First of all, the uh, game itself, obviously, there's a lot of positives. It was a great outcome for the team. Um, there was just an overall the team effort, I thought, in all facets of the game. I, I just a couple of things that uh, seem to be, uh, as you prepare for uh, hopefully a long playoff run and an appearance in a great cup, you think of some things that maybe have been kind of uh, throughout the year a little bit of an issue or uh, somewhere where we could get better on. I, and I think that, again, today, uh, not talked about because we won by a lot, but the kicking game, once again, um, he misses the, the single, the point after on the first touchdown, uh, and an out-of-bounds kick, a legal kick again today. And, you know, all kickers have bad games. But it seems like every game this year, he's either missed a field goal or has had an illegal kick, has a punt side of his foot, and, uh, or uh, missed a single. And uh, being so important in the CFL, in any football, but especially CFL, the kicking game, I really uh, worry about that. Uh, and I, you know, I, I think that sometimes some of the wins or some of the outcomes have been, you know, even last, even last week's decision. Uh, I think a lot of decision had to do with not having confidence in him. The other uh, thing I don't see us uh, or needing or us needing is a, uh, return threat. I think that our special teams, as far as coverage, especially today, I mean, they were all over the place uh, just covering downfield. But as far as um, a return, uh, returning threat, not so much. And uh, the, the last thing I would just wanted to comment on is, isn't it kind of ironic sometimes all sports works where uh, all year our pass rush has been uh, almost non-existent or as far as getting sacks anyways, and this week we get six, I believe it was, and a whole uh, number of new gustations except for Laurent. So uh, I just uh, want to leave it at that and maybe hear a little bit back. And also about Owens and McDaniel, why aren't they in the lineup? And uh, I'll leave it at that, and I'll wish you a great weekend, my friend. You got it. Thanks for the call, Manny. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Uh, number one on Harulahu, yes, no kicker is ever going to be perfect. And yeah, he missed an extra point, the first one of the day, and we're all, all thinking, uh-oh, not this. And he did have a shank punt. But he also had a 51-yard field goal today. I know the wind was at his back, but still 51 yards. And he hit a 24-yarder, so he was two for two today from field goals. I get what you're saying. Come playoff time, he's got to be better. You can't be missing field goals. You certainly can't be missing extra points. You... I'm talking about Liram Haralahu here. He has to, 
I don't know, re-earn the trust of his head coach? Because clearly, June Jones did not have 100% trust in Haralahu to make that 44-yarder. Why, I don't know. I would have given him the opportunity. He had kicked a 50-yarder earlier in the game and a 47-yarder earlier in the game, and I know he missed a 30-whatever-yarder earlier in the game. I, I, I still don't think June Jones made the right decision at that point in time. But... Haralahu started the season amazingly. He's right now in a lull. He can be playing much better come next month, come October, when games start to really matter. Come November, when games really, really, really start to matter. He's got to be better. We still have Nick and we still have Jimmy on the phone. We have a host of emails and tweets some comments on CHML's Facebook page as well. We'll get to all that when we come back here on the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Oh, it was a throwdown today at Tim Hortons Field, and the Tiger Cats doing the throwing down. They blitzed the BC Lions today, 40-10. to Hamilton back to 500. They end their two-game slide. They're 7-7, seven seven, two points back of Ottawa for top spot of the East Division. BC now 6-7 and seven after dancing on the Ticats logo during walkthrough yesterday. It caught the eye of the Tiger Cats, and uh, Hamilton dropped the hammer on BC. Lions now in last in the West Division. Ticats now on their bye week, so they get to really enjoy that bye week. They play uh, next on Friday, October the 12th, as they take on the Argonauts in Toronto. Uh, I haven't looked on the Facebook page, but I'm sure the Cats Claws Fan Club is organizing another bus trip to BMO Field. So uh, Google Cats Claws Fan Club, but I'm sure they have it on their Facebook page. As well, the fifth quarter will be on the air 10:30 that night, as a kickoff is at 7:30. Who's your player of the game? Call 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com on Twitter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML, or send us a note on CHML's Facebook page. We'll broadcasting live as we speak. Frankie on Facebook says, "Hey Rick," and Chuck writes, "This was a complete game. We dominated all facets of the game and look like a legit playoff team. Way to go, Tie Cats! Keep it up." On email, this is from Philly Filski. Hi, Rick. Only a lion pounding would have been acceptable after that debacle last week, and the Cats delivered by kicking those orange creamsicle butts clear out of the stadium. Still concerned about the number of penalties Tie Cats take, and uh, will have to rectify that if they have any aspirations of a successful playoff run. They have their own destiny in their hands with the back-to-back with Ottawa. However, I hope they aren't looking past the Argo game next week. Added bonus is the farthest they have to travel for their final four games is also Ottawa, which is a complete polarization for the first four games of the season. Player of the game, Mr. Banks, of course, with Jeremiah a close second. Always enjoy your show. That email from Philly Filski. Back to the phones. Nick has been holding on for a while. Hey, Nick. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. So, okay, so my thoughts on the game. Pretty much since the Lions handed the win to us, what? As opposed to the other way around, you don't think the Tiger Cats deserve the win today? Oh, they deserve the win. It's just that the first half of the game is a lot of them just making little mistakes and them and us punishing them. Okay, I understand. And I'm okay. I know I can't really be picky, but I'm not really happy with how the offense played in the second half. Well, I, their first first down of the second half came with three minutes to go in the game. I guess, but. Yeah, I mean, they didn't do anything in the second half offensively, but did they really have to? It was 40-3 to three going into the fourth quarter. I don't know, but it's, it's kind of concerning that we, like, we couldn't keep the momentum going because I'm, I'm always concerned that they'll just choke in the second half. So, Yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's 30-3 to three at halftime. You want, uh, you, know, you want 60 on the board, right? You want the, t- the Ticats offense to keep on going and take that momentum into the next game, right? I mean, that's the thought. Yes, because we have a habit of, you know, yeah, okay, I don't probably know to explain that, but we do have a habit of slowing down and losing. But, again, that could just be me being a bit over-paranoid. Yeah, that's okay. And about the whole flag debacle, I find, I find it to be a bit silly. It's just a childish taunt that people are blowing way out of, way out of proportion, and I don't feel like that affected how we played today. 
I think it had a little to do. I think I think there was some motivation there. Obviously, it wasn't the deciding factor. You know, one team stomps or dances all over a logo it doesn't mean the other team is going to say, "All right, that, that we're going to beat you now." I mean, it just doesn't happen that way. Yeah, but people are treating it like it's the end of the world. But again, I am a bit of a contrarian. But okay, thank you for your time. All right, have a good one. Nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred. On your cell, you can email rick at 900chml.com. A couple of tweets coming in. This one from Bev. Player of the game, the whole team was awesome to see a complete effort by all the coaches, too. And Matthew writes, great performance shown from the Ticats today. My hashtag player of the game goes to the whole team because they all played great. And Mike on Twitter says, great team win in all phases. If they play like this, they can beat anyone, even maybe Calgary. Player of the game is the entire D. My only question, why not give Dane Evans the fourth quarter, Oski Wee? That's a good question. I mean, it is 40-3 to three entering the fourth. Why Jeremiah Masoli is coming out to the fourth quarter, I, I haven't the furthest clue in my mind. I have no idea why June Jones says, hey, you know what? Keep on playing. So what if you potentially get hurt? Because Dane Evans is on the sidelines waiting to get in and take over for you if that happens. No! Take him out of the game. It's 40-3. to three. The game's over. BC has no chance of coming back. Protect Masoli. He's your bread and butter. He's your meal ticket come playoff time. He goes down. We're all thinking, can Dane Evans get it done? No one's going to have confidence in that. Our uh, fifth quarter trivia challenge question today. Including last week's game, the Ticats and Lions have played three overtime games against each other since the new OT format was established in 1986. Of those three overtime games, how many has Hamilton won? Is it zero, one, two, or three? We'll reveal the answer at the end of the show. Back to the phones we go, and uh, Jimmy is on the line. Hey, Jimmy, good afternoon. Or good evening, sorry. Hi, Rick. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling in. Oh, always great. Uh, the last caller there saying you don't dance in our logo, well, I guess he's never played uh, semi-pro or pro sports. Um, it certainly does mean a lot to any team when somebody stomps on that. But I don't think that's why we won. We won because of a total team effort. I, I agree with you in some points, and I disagree with you with um, our coach last week. 33 seconds left. They went 73 yards. That's cool. And then a two-point conversion by a fingernail. Like That was like BC winning the lottery last week. That was so lucky. They won the lotto 649. Like, J.J., their quarterback's not that good. So uh, you, were, you were okay with the punt single and, hey, let's let our defense well, shut them down. Well, well, Rick, well, well sure. And if you, if you miss, I know how our law is great. Then he's got the ball, the BC has the ball in the what, the 46-yard line? Then BC has a shorter field, right? So no, no, not necessarily, because if he misses it, the ball's in the end zone, and if it goes out the end zone, yeah, you still get your extra, your, your one point, but if Rainey returns it to whatever yard line, that's where BC's starting from. Well, I got you, but ifs and buts or candies are nuts, we'll all have a merry question. That's, that, that's my point. You hit the field goal and the game's over. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's final. No, you're right. If it happens. If it happens, that's true. <laughs> if, if it happens, if not, BC's got the ball or, or whatever. I know you got the single. I understand exactly. But I don't think he made. I don't think the coach made a mistake at all. I've got a question for you. I don't think he can multitask this. But, I mean, uh, how many players do we have on the six-game injury list and who can come back on offense and defense? I know Saunders is out. Chad Owens is out. Chris Williams nope. is out, I believe. Chad, Chad Owens is on the practice. So here's the sixth game. Chad Owens is on the practice roster, by the way. There's Shamad Chambers. He's gone for the year. <clears throat> Pardon me. Jalen Saunders gone for the year. Chris Williams gone for the year. Uh, running back Alex Green, I know can come off. Uh, John okay. Green, I'm not sure of John Green's status. Short Hill is on the sixth game. Jamal Westerman just went on the sixth game with an ankle injury. Brett Golding and Justin Vaughn. So there's your six-game injury. So offensively, Alex Green is pretty much the only likely guy to come off that six-game injury list. Okay, so what about defense? On the six-game injury list, so defensively, what did I mention? There's John Green, Nick Shortill, Jamal Westerman, and Justin Vaughn. 
Uh, I believe Westerman and Shorthill would be the only. Well, well, John Green can come off too, although I don't really see him cracking uh, the secondary at this point. Oh, no, I, I totally uh, agree with you. Um, so there's not uh, a lot of help, really, uh, from, from the six game, is, is maybe what you're getting at. Well, what happened to McDaniel? He's on the practice roster. He's still not playing, and he's been here, what, two or three weeks now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not done, but, I mean, uh, I like to uh, bend and banks for player of the game. Uh, your question for the BC overtime, I'm guessing one maybe for our Cats. I don't know. That's a, a good guess. It is a good guess. Uh, I'll reveal the answer at the end of the show, however. And I'd like to thank Jerry Granville for putting up a hell of a defense today for uh, all those people on our defensive line that are unfortunately missing. We will be back. We will be in the Grey Cup, and I will definitely speak to you after we beat Calgary in Edmonton in that Grey Cup game. Let's make it a date. Jimmy, thanks for the call. Enjoy the weekend. You're welcome. Thank you. Wouldn't that be something? Tie Cats, Stamps, again in the Grey Cup, and this time the Cats win. I'll be here. We'll be taking your call. We might do a seven-hour fifth quarter if that's the case. No doubt about it. We have Antonio and we have Ron coming up here on the fifth quarter. They're uh, standing by on the phone. More tweets, emails, Facebook messages as well. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. And welcome back. 40 to 10, the final this afternoon. Uh, or earlier this afternoon, uh, Ticats over the Lions. Hamilton now 7-7 seven and seven on the season, firmly entrenched in second place. Now just two points back of Ottawa for top spot in the East Division. Those back-to-back games against the Red Blocks are uh, likely going to decide who finishes in first. Our fifth quarter trivia challenge question today, including last week's game, the Ticats and Lions have played in overtime three times since the uh, new format or the current format came into effect in 1986. Of those three overtime games, how many is Hamilton won? Is it zero, one, two, or three? We're voting for our player of the game. We have the defense one point up on Brandon Banks with John White in third position. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can vote on email, rick at 900chml.com. Drop me a couple lines on your thoughts on today's game as well. Or on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Thumbs up from Frank. Thumbs up, Frank. Uh, and an email coming in from Alex, who writes, Hey, Rick, just a quick thought. Uh, listening here as an Argo fan... The Toronto Argonauts are the oldest franchise in North American pro sports. The Hamilton Tiger Cats, founded in 1950. See you in a few weeks. Go Argos. Alex from St. George. Uh, Alex, you're, you're partially right. Yes, the Hamilton Tiger Cats were founded in 1950. But previous to the Tigers and the Flying Wildcats merging in 1950 to make the Tiger Cats... The franchise still dates back to 1869, the Hamilton Tigers. Wildcats came into effect during the wartime when the Tigers were disbanded, and then they merged together in 1950. So, a bit of semantics, but the Ticats and Argos supposedly both founded in 1869. Uh, And a tweet here from Dorothy uh, regarding the player of the game has to be Speedy B. Simply the best player, according to Dorothy. So we have a tie, Banks and the D. Back to the phones. Antonio is called in. Antonio, how are you? Hi, how are you guys? Hey, everybody's calling for you. They love you on the show. Thanks for calling in. I much appreciate I love everybody with Stutrukori, all my heart. Beautiful, beautiful. Did, did you watch but the I game today? i to tell you something. Yeah. I'm going to take something off of my chest, okay? Go ahead. This field kick guy, I don't like him. Okay, he missed too many field kick. I tell you, if they don't change him up, there's going to be a bigger problem in Hamilton. You agree with me? I'm a fan of Haralahu. He hit the, he kicked the game-winning field goal in the Grey Cup last year. Yeah, no, for us, but I think he's no good. What do you think in Toronto they throw him away for? 
Well, they couldn't afford think? He was a free agent, and Hamilton paid him more money than Toronto was uh, willing to pay. Not even for free for me, anyway. I tell you right now, they better go find a couple of Italian guys. Calm down, Dad. Calm down, Dad. Okay, Calm no down. problem. Listen, you better call a couple of guys, maybe some more Italian guys, who know the kick of the ball. I watched the first period. The guy, the guy missed the, 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 the point after. I can't believe it. Come on, you agree with me? I agree that he's struggling, but I don't really see someone out there who's better than him. Well, uh, they better start looking because I tell you right now, I, they better look around a couple of Italian guys. And I believe in me, everything is going to be okay after that. But this guy, even last week, I know what last week, I fall asleep a little bit, okay? Yeah, hey, that was a late game. Oh, Madonna. I tell you, that guy missed the field kick. Because my son, he, he said in the morning, he said, Papa, we lose. I said, I can't believe it. What do you mean they lose? He said, yeah, we missed the, the, the field kick. I said, I can I said, you, the, the Tiger Cat, you better talk to the coach. And you tell him, get rid of this guy. I don't want no more. Maybe dad, 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 relax. Uh, I, I relax. So don't worry. Dad, relax. You guys, I don't know. Maybe they... You know what? The Tiger Cats look very good. I'm very excited. I'm, I really enjoyed this game. Mazzoli, you know, he got a, he got a, a little bit, a little bit more. And that guy, number 16, oh, I love him. He's the best, the Bronco. He's the best. You got eight, Number eight, one. Who's your player of the game? Bronco, number 16. What's the name? Bronco. Brandon Banks. Bronco. That's it, the same thing. He's the best. I like that guy, and he's the real guy everybody's going to go to. He should be the Capitone. You got it. Antonio, thanks for the call. Enjoy the weekend. Hey, God bless you guys, and we'll see you in the, in the cup, okay? You got it. Antonio calling in, always entertaining. Let's go to Ron here on the fifth quarter. Hey, Ron. Hey, Rick. Yeah, I enjoy uh, Antonio as well. He speaks from the heart. Yeah, he does. Uh, my player of the game is Brandon Banks, okay? Uh, as far as uh, the overtime games, uh, I think we won one. I'm not sure, but okay. I'll pick one. Good guess. Uh, I'm no good at psychoanalyzing uh, much of anything, okay? But if we can stay healthy, and I mean healthy, okay, uh, with what we've got uh, overall, uh We've got to beat Ottawa, okay, and that is not going to be easy. Yeah, um, I mean they're they're a tough team, especially at home, and they they've already beaten us once this year. Uh, that's going going to be a, a home to home series, is it? Yes, it is. Uh, from what I hear from a friend of mine, who's uh, he's got his whole apartment uh, decorated in Ticat. Uh, uh, paraphernalia. Right. Uh, he says that uh, as long as we win one against Ottawa, uh, we got it made. Well, that's not necessarily true because if Ottawa wins the rematch or or the first game of the of the home and home, they're still two points up on Hamilton. So the the Ticats to win the division have to finish at least one point, obviously, ahead of Ottawa. They can't tie Ottawa on the standings unless they sweep the home and home and then end up tied at the end of the season. They'll have the season series tiebreaker. Uh, that sounds good. Thanks for that, Rick. And uh, one more thing. Uh, it's unusual for any opposing team to be doing what the BC Lions did on our logo. That is disgusting. Yeah, I was I wasn't a big fan. No, me neither. Um, I can't think of anything else except I wish you a happy weekend. And uh, our next game is against To. Okay, uh, I think we should win hands down. I hope so, Ron. Appreciate the call. Thanks a lot. Yeah, take care, Rick. You too. Thanks, Ron. Got a couple of minutes if you want to call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell.
It's going to be tough picking the fifth quarter fan of the night tonight, I'll tell you that. Uh, Tommy writes, uh, I love the fifth quarter best car, best part of the day with a happy face. Thanks, Tommy. He also says the only downside in this game was June Jones held on the challenge flag again. This needs to be used every game. I didn't think of a, I mean, because it was a blowout, that's probably why he didn't use it. And it wasn't really a controversial play in which he thought, okay, we need this to go our way for for our team to win. Because it was so lopsided so early. Again, it was 20 to nothing after the first quarter. I really don't think he felt the need to use the challenge flag. That's that's the only explanation I can come up with. Uh, by the way, 10 nothing Winnipeg midway through the second quarter uh, against Edmonton. So good starts for the Blue Bombers. Another tweet coming in, this one from uh, BC Lions Den. Not at all. This was in response to... Uh, Cat got your tongue. I think it was oh it's Steve tweeting out Cat got your tongue. BC Lions Den responding with not at all. I was at high school football game. Uh, I work at. Haven't seen the game yet, but keep chirping. All forty of your followers will be impressed. Okay, some infighting there. Hey, when your team beats another team that substantially, uh, you have every right to uh, celebrate. Andrew's on the line. Hey, Andrew, thanks for calling the fifth quarter. Uh, uh, Rick, the question about the challenge flag. Why didn't he challenge when the whole place went nuts when they thought it was a face mask? The one that's on uh, thought, the one on Brandon Banks? Yeah, that's where I thought he should have challenged. I'm not sure you can challenge a face mask or a non-call on a face mask. I don't it, think you can. I, I thought you could challenge on a major pit miss penalty or something like that. Is it a rough play? I thought you could challenge that. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to go over the rule book again and maybe on the next fifth quarter I'll uh I'll relay the answer, but I'm not sure he could have challenged that. And again, I mean, what what was it, 40-3 to 3 at the time? I mean, does it really make that much sense to throw a challenge flag? Yeah, but you can see the rest of the team was trying to send a message. Well, that's true, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I agree with they that. Were, they were out there dancing like like they've won the past 15 Grey Cups. I mean, we beat one team that's in fifth place in the West. Like, let's not get ahead of ourselves here, people. I agree. Andrew, appreciate the call. Have a good one. Uh, we got to run here, plum out of time. Our player of the game voted by you, the fans, Brandon Banks. And our fifth quarter fan of the night, let's give it to him. He's a fan favorite. Antonio. Yes. And our answer to the fifth quarter trivia challenge, how many overtimes have the Ticats won against BC? They've played three overtime games. The Ticats have a donut in that category. 0 for 3 against BC, losing 42-25 in 1994, 33-26 in 2000, and of course 35-32 last week and uh yeah that's it for the show huge thanks to uh, producer will erskine my name's rick samprin 40 to 10 the final in favor of the hamilton tiger cats our next broadcast comes following the tie cats argos game on friday october the 12th we'll be on the air in and around 10 30 enjoy the rest of the weekend right here on 900 chml <laughs> The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML. The fifth quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.